Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Three, two, one. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, folks? Hope you're doing well. Thank you for showing up and hanging out with us today. Coming to you live from Zombie Land. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for showing up and checking in on us today. I hope you find yourself well and healthy and safe. Uh, it's been a couple minutes, but we are here. I am healthy. I am alive. I am safe. And I am here. So, thank you for, uh, for checking in on us and hanging out with us today. Uh, so, I actually... Um, I already had the topic of what we were going to talk about uh, for a couple weeks now, actually. And, uh, you know, I had a couple setbacks when I was getting ready to, like, for instance, last weekend we were going to, I was going to go, I was going to record. But um, then we had a, a thunderstorm come through and light outage or whatever, so I had to postpone that. And today I was feeling a little froggy, so I figured let's go ahead and knock this out so we can, because I already know what our next topic is going to be. So, you know, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way, so... Thank you uh, for your interest <laughs> in what's going on. So, all right. So let's go ahead and just jump right in um, to uh, this week's topic. Um, you know, so, you know, we live, we live here in America, right? I'm first generation American. Uh, my, my mother and my father came uh, to this country in the 70s, right? And... Uh, you know they they came uh, they came on a visa on a work visa, and I was uh, blessed and lucky enough to have been born here, right? So so you know my birth comes with all of the benefits of being a, a United States citizen, you know. Esther and uh, so one of the things that well not one of the things but the thing that we want to talk about is that is our nation, you know. America, the story of America, but through the eyes of, of what I've experienced, but also we're going to dip, you know, dive into other parts of what makes America what it is, you know, the people, the culture, those type of things, the, the struggles that, you know, the voyage that people take to, to get, you know, all of that is part of the American experience, the, the complete American experience you know so so my parents came uh, you know looking for work um, they were just factory workers they didn't graduate high school you know we didn't they didn't come from 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 wealth or anything like that um, as they, so they came looking for for just you know a better life they heard there was plenty of work over here so they got a visa they came as the, they overstayed their visas, you know, when it was time for, you know, I don't really know how that works. But when it was time for all of that, they overstayed their visas, right? But luckily and uh, thankfully, uh, there was a, um, they had a amnesty thing that happened in the 80s, um, which cleared the way for them to eventually become American citizens, which they are now, right? But... They had a choice, you know, at some point in their young uh, adult lives to 
to you know to try to find something better than what was in front of them you know now over on the mexico side on my dad's side of the family you know they have property you know we we have a about a block's worth of, of property that belongs to the family. There's there's like four or five houses on this property and some empty lots and everything. And my parents had a house there. You know, tiny little house, you know, all in like a little, you know, none, none huge, not like a big old, you know, uh, uh, you know, family complex or anything. It's about the size of a small city block. Uh, but they had a little house there and, and, you know, they figured they wanted something better because there wasn't any work. It was their factory workers. You know, they both worked in a factory. So they came uh, to America looking for a better experience and also, uh, you know, the, the ability to hopefully to find a, a chance to make, uh, you know, some money for the family because they, they were a young family. They were just starting a family, you know. As the... So they came over here, and <clears throat> of course, you know, things happen, um, you know, the way they happen in life. You work, and you have kids, and you grow, and you find your chances to, you know, like my dad, we moved a few times. We moved to San Antonio when we were young, because he was looking, because he heard there was more work over there. So, you know, we moved to San Antonio looking for work. And while we were there, you know, I remember that things were actually pretty well. My dad was making a lot of money. He's a painter. He was getting a lot of contracts and all that stuff. So, so that that choice for them to move down to San Antonio for a while, because we're in Dallas, also helped, you know, along the way. There was the ups and downs, and you know, um, those things, right? Step. So, so the experience is is pretty normal experience. You know, they didn't have to, you know, cross any rivers or pay coyotes or anything like that. You know. Luckily and, and thankfully that they didn't have to experience that stuff, although many people do experience that and, you know, it doesn't always work out well, right? But thank God that they were able to get over here and plant themselves down here in Dallas and make, you know, uh, uh, a home for themselves, a homestead, you know? One of the things that, that I remember very clearly as I, as I was young and growing up is that the, my parents wanted to learn English. You know, they would ask us to correct them. My mom, my, my dad would ask us, you know, the kids, because we, we grew up here and went to school here, as they would ask us to, you know, for, for correction in English. How do you say this? How do you say that? They were really interested in learning English and, you know, learning English, of course, you're learning the culture because you're working among English speaking people. You know, my dad was a painter. Uh, early on, my mom, uh, uh, she, she's always done like housekeeping services and stuff like that. So she's always been, you know, they've always had to communicate with people on a lot. You know, it's not just like here, work on this factory line, you know, communicating with people, contracts, you know, contractors, you know, deals, whatever, right? And, uh, that was a good experience for them because in their they wanted better right leaving their old country leaving everything behind they wanted better something was calling them what was calling them something better awaits for you over there go look for it and when they come here you know they come and they work and they're doing their best they you know renting 
you know, we we didn't they didn't uh, get to buy a house until later on, many many years later. But you know, living the life, living the American life, working, earning a living, you know, paying taxes and everything, of course. <clears throat> so that experience of working. Uh, in doing small business and learning the, the, the language and everything, you know, um, was, was good for what they, were, what they were trying to do. You know, it helps. Learning the language of the country you're, you know, you're a stranger to, that um, helps you out, right? Because now you're able to communicate with the locals instead of through a translator or through, you know, books trying to figure out what people are saying. You know, when you learn the language, it is easier to communicate, which makes things easier around you. Um, going to the store, ordering services, you know, I don't know, talking to uh, officials in the city or police officers, whatever. You know, learning the language really helps, you know, kind of put your foot planted really firmly. Because the language is, is, gonna, is what's going to connect you to the people, right? All right. So, you know, that experience is pretty, pretty, no pretty normal, pretty standard. Nothing, nothing really, you know, extravagant really ever happened, you know, in our family. Just, you know, just work and grow, you know. So that experience is basically pretty similar to you. You're probably thinking to yourself, damn, but that's pretty simple. That's pretty much like everyone else. Yes. Basically, it's, you know, that's the story of everyone. You know, we work, we earn a living, we try to survive, and that's it. Now, now we're going to get into a little bit more of the American culture. Because my parents came, and, and it's sort of like, you know, we've heard of this, um, this, this term, the melting pot, right? So people come from different countries, and it's almost like you have a pot, and you're throwing in different types of cheeses, right? Uh, Italian cheese, American cheese, Mexican cheese, and it's all melting together. That's what America is like. Cultures and, and, and languages blend together. It's the melting pot, you know? So when we think of the American culture, as that a lot of the things that we have today are because of the mixture of the different ideas and, and things that people bring from different parts of the country. You know, Santa Claus, Halloween, these things are a, a blend of different cultures coming together and what we have is the end result. So when we have the American Halloween experience, that is a unique experience to America because it brought all these pieces from all over the world, you know, uh, customs from all over the world brought them together and eventually became what it is today where we go trick-or-treating door-to-door masks and parties and all these things uh, same thing with Santa Claus Santa Claus is the is the is the product of many different cultures and their stories of, of baby Jesus or whatever these stories are of gifts and giving and all this that blend together like they melted together and what we have today like in the Santa Claus story is a product of America you know not consumerism whatever some people might say yeah Coca-Cola whatever never mind all of that the idea itself is a product of the American culture which is a blend of many cultures Remember, we're a melting pot, right? So, so the experiences that other peoples in America have had, 
other races, other religions, other creeds, other, you know, uh, areas in the country. All of those experiences are the American experience, you know. Even though you or I haven't experienced certain things, you know, they still are part of the American experience. You know, you, you, um, it's been, uh, um, uh, like almost uh, granted to you. By, by you being an American, by you being an American citizen, by you saying in your heart, no, I'm an American. This stuff has been, you know, given to you. All of it. All of the story of America from the beginning, from the revolution, the constitution, to the 50s and the, uh, you know, the uh, um, civil rights movement. All of these things, the technological uh, revolutions, you know, in the 80s and 90s, the internet, all these things, all these things that are a product of America, American innovation, American scientific discovery, you know, American uh, ingenuity, all these things are a product of you, of me, because you're an American. You know, it's, it's not just like... I'm rooting for a team like a, a shirt of your favorite team. No, I don't just wear a jersey that says America. You know, I am American and not simply because I was born here. You know, your heart, your, your, your future, your mind, your soul has to belong to the essence of what this is of what this nation is, of what this is our tribe, you know what I'm saying? This is our city within, you know, the walled city. You know, this is, this is us. This is our family. You know, our nation, yours, mine, theirs. You know, and there's, uh, you know, it takes some, because history, you know, we've, we've been around for a few hundred years, right? And, and there's a lot of history that comes along with, with those several hundred years. Good stuff, bad stuff, innovation, destruction. A lot of it. And all of it together is ours. You know? Um, it's unfortunate that in, in many recent years, there's been a kind of like a push out there somehow of, you know, of, 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 of pointing towards the bad things that, that our nation is responsible for, you know, genocide of the natives, whatever, right? All these things that people can always point towards constantly. And they focus on these things in order to try to convince younger generations that, that haven't really experienced it yet, you know, because they kind of teach this stuff in schools or, you know, you hear it on pop culture and stuff like that is... Kind of like, look, all of the bad things that we have done, right? Because this is our nation, so we have to accept, we have to say, this is what we've done as a nation. You know, slavery, wars, you know, all these things, right? We have to look at that and say, we've done this. Now, it is a choice in, in us. Uh, it's up to a choice into us to look towards the good or towards the bad, which is one of the which is one of the main focuses of what we do here, right? So while we're looking at history, while we're looking at our tribe, while we're looking at our family, at our home, we have to be honest, right? We have to we have to be honest, right? And we have to, but we can also look and try to find uh, uh, solutions, you know, uh, and also. Uh, if, if there's problems, we can try to find solutions. But we also have a choice to whether we can focus in on 
what is good, the things that have been good, the things that are going good, or what is bad, the things that have happened bad, you know, because plenty of good and bad happen all the time. You know, what we choose to focus is up to us. You know, and that will determine our feelings and our, our emotions of the day and what we're, where we direct our efforts and all these things on, on our emotion of, 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 of what we're thinking about. So if I keep thinking about how bad things were back in the day in my family when we were poor, when we didn't have nothing, when we didn't open the house, when we were moving all the time, you know what I'm saying? These things, if, if I focus in on that, then, then you know, what that does, it creates a negative, you know, atmosphere around you when you constantly think of negative, right? And not just only like, let's say, in the family structure, right? You know, because remember, family equals tribe, equals state, equals city, nation, all of that, right? But we're, we're, we're going, you know, because that's what it is. You know, a, a, a couple has a child and then the people and whatever, and that, 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 you know, generational thing can grow and it be becomes a tribe. And if the tribe keeps growing, it becomes a city. And if the city keeps growing, it becomes the nation. All from one. So we're all a family, right? So when we think of family, we're thinking city, we're thinking state, we're thinking nation. But also, we're thinking family. Like here, my family, your family, in your home. How you think about what's going on in your tribe. Right, because we have tribes. Your main tribe, which is at home, but then the tribe of your neighborhood and the tribe of your city and the tribe of your state. See what I'm saying? Jurisdictional, you know. But it all translates equally, but just on a broader sense because of what happens in your home, what happens in your mind, what happens in your tribe translates outward also. You know? So, so... You know, um, getting back to with this kind of idea that that we should point towards the bad things that we have done, that our family has done, you know, going back to many, many years, right? Hundreds of years in some instances. In most instances, they're like, hey, remember when this happened? Pointing back 400 years, 500 years, 600 years, 300 years. I prefer to... to to, of course, learn about the past, but, but to look for the good. Acknowledge the bad, but look for the good in the past and going forward. So, you know, this constant push to try to focus in on negative, not just in our tribe, right, in our nation or our state or politics or whatever, but generalize. Why look towards the bad? Why focus in on the bad, the past that was negative, the people that died, the people that got whipped, you know, the people that were slain, like focused in on that, focused in on that, the negative part constantly, you know, that is not a good thing when we look at something like that, like psychologically, it is not a good thing. You know, the psychiatrist, the therapist will tell you. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on good things. Try to focus on good things. Your day will be better. You know, your, your days will be better. You will feel better. You will be better. You know, so this thing, this constant, this, this constant uh, focusing in on negative uh, stuff within our family is not good. 
because there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff, you know, that our family has produced, has been a part of, that has brought to the world, to the world community, you know? As a, so, uh, of course, you know, I just actually wrote down some names of things and stuff that's American. So, yeah, you can kind of go through some of those things to kind of remind us what, what, you know, to remind us what it means to be American. Because, look, we carry all this weight. Okay, fine. These folks who want to focus in on the negative, they want to throw all this weight on us. Okay, let's carry all of it. All of it. From baseball to football, all of it. Okay, this is what came from us. The, the, PC, the PC, the personal computer, all of these things came from us, from our tribe. You know, and we can, okay, we can, have, we can be a little proud of that. You know, because this, our family, our community, our standard of being here in our tribe uh, has allowed for all these things to flourish, has allowed for all these things to be created. You know, and, and some stuff, I mean, that we're not going to get into, there's a lot of things, but when you think of medicines and cures and technological advances and all that stuff, you know, all of it, you know, we can put it all together. Let's bring it on then, right? Let's bring it on, all of it. <laughs> so, you know, like, just simple stuff, you know, simple basic stuff. Like the other day I was watching the, the, um, the movie called The, uh, it's about McDonald's, uh, The Founder. Great movie. And it showed the story of how McDonald's started. You know, the brothers and the guy, the guy that started McDonald's wasn't even a McDonald. The two brothers, they were, it's a great movie. It's a great story. But his, his, uh, his constant, you know, he was a salesman. But his constant desire, he saw this product that they had and the, the innovative, the innov you know, in the kitchen. The innovation in the kitchen was what made this one burger stand, the McDonald Brothers burger stand, what made that place just hopping. When he came to deliver a milk, first of all, he was a milkshake salesman and they ordered like, I need 10 milkshake machines. And he was like, dang, nobody even buys three or two. Y'all need 10? I need to see what's going on. He shows up, boom, full lines of people eating burgers. And he wanted to figure out what it was and what the main part of what was their success was the kitchen and their menu. That was it. Simplified. Structure. Food in, out. Limit what you sell. People, whatever. Man. And he loved it so much that he invested. He tried. He chased them. He let me be a partner. Let me do franchise or whatever. They finally, you know, they finally gave him a chance to. Great story. But his, his... Uh, uh, Ray Kroc, uh, uh, I believe his first name was Ray, but Mr. Kroc, his his ability, his uh, his his desire to to want to bring this. He said, "This can't be just in one town. Every town needs a burger stand like your place." He saw the vision, you know. He worked towards that when when they allowed him to use, you know, when they allowed him to franchise. He used their, you know, to bring that to many many cities and then eventually many states and all across the nation to what it is today but from one man's vision you know and it wasn't about money it was about something else it was about the food the product the experience 
the McDonald's experience that he saw at this one little burger stand that was jumping. It wasn't like the, everybody else had, at that time, everybody else had like sonic drive-ups, drive-ins. It was nothing like that. And he was amazed and he was like, yes. And he said, this is what everybody needs. You know, one man, one man's idea and his work. Oh, my God, the work that he had, what he had to go through to get, you know, first of all, to get the franchises and then to open up franchises and to get the right kind of people like amazing, just amazing story. That is America. That is part of our tribe, his story, the creation of this this restaurant that serves over 3 billion people served. Now it probably says over 30 billion people served. You know, that's us. That's America. That's part of the American experience. McDonald's was made in the USA. It was made in America. McDonald's. You know, restaurants like, you know, other stuff that we can think, you know, Burger, you know, um, uh, I'm not, you know, Burger King, all the other little places, but Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, you know, the experience of Pizza Hut. Man, we used to go after school, after high school. So, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I worked at, uh, at the sports arena as a, as a usher, right, at the Mavericks. As the, and, and, and if they would win on the outscore car, I don't know, something, they would hand out, everybody would win a free personal pan pizza, and they would let us hand out the tickets at the end of the day, so, you know how we do it, fold up about 20 or 30 of them and put them in your pocket for your homies, right, so I would have a stack of those, and and uh, after after school, whenever we'd go to a football game or something, or I'd, I'd invite everybody, I'm like, I'm buying <laughs> because I had these free tickets, right? The free personal pan pizza. Like just somebody needs to buy me a drink and then somebody needs to drive and I'm buying. Okay. Pizza Hut, you know, uh, they had, uh, you know, the, the, the salad bar. Y'all remember the salad bar? Then they would have the little tabletop Pac-Man machine. You know, Pizza Inn had that stuff too, but Pizza Hut was probably the more memorable one for me. That's American too. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man tabletop, you know, where you can put your drink and it's clear, like playing a video game, that's American. You know, that's the American experience. Going to Pizza Hut after a baseball game, you know, Little League, whatever, you go and you play, or even high school or sports, whatever, after, there was always, let's go to the Pizza Hut, right? That's the American experience also. Culture, like here in the neighborhood, right, we have you know, like like in the Latino, right, in the Latino culture, we have lowrider cars, right, lowrider shows, car clubs. We have that, you know, that's, you know, I think that right there is uniquely American. The lowrider cars with the hydraulics and the Daytons and all that, like that, you know. So, so you can see that these things that we experience, some of us experience them, some of you out there, others might not, right? Because we're all from different areas that have these things or don't as them. But, but that, lowrider cars, are you kidding me? you seen how they hop while they're cruising on my, my cousin has, you know, right now it's in the garage or whatever. But he has one, you know, with the whole, like, I don't know the lingo, but the all the way around and it can pancake and all that stuff. Like, but 
it hasn't been moved in a minute. So, but I know several guys who actually, you know, who are in car clubs and have their cars like that. And that right there is uniquely, you know, American. That's us. The the even if you're not Latino, you know, even if you're you're black or white or 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 you know Asian, as the that's you. That's yours. That part of of American culture belongs to you also. You know, I, I'm a fan of 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 uh, of mafia movies, The Sopranos. You know, Boardwalk Empire. Mafia movies are like my jam. I love. I love them so much. Like, I'm a huge fan of The Sopranos, and I have actually watched the entire the entire run of the all the seasons. I've I, I've lost count. Had to have it, we're probably somewhere in the twenty. Like I've watched it twenty times probably. It's like a, it's an epic. When you know when you watch it all the way through, it's like an epic, kind of like you know uh, Homer or whatever. You know, like the old stories, the long stories. You gotta watch the whole thing. You can watch it in segments, you know, one, if you catch one show, you might be like, oh, great. But when you catch the entire epic, it's something different. So the mob culture, the Italian experience, the Italian-American experience, you know, outside, I mean, of course, like, you know, uh, uh, the the way my family, the, Amer- the, the Mexican-American experience, same thing with the Latin, with the, with the uh, Italian-American experience, but this... American experience of the mafia, right, and and uh, New York mob and all these things, you know, it has become popular culture in movies and all that. But it represents a part and a time of American history. You know, when 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 these, you know, organizations were, you know, kind of underground and they did all these things and they had crooked politicians and all these all these things that you see in the movies, they are true. You know. They have uh, advisors and stuff that tell the writers of the stories that said, this is the kind of stuff that happens. So when you watch The Sopranos, when you watch Goodfellas, when you watch these movies and you, and you see crooked politicians or you see, um, you know, uh, money laundering, whatever, these things really happen the way they show them. They just change names and all that, but that really happens. That is part of the American experience. Street gangs, Latino street gangs here in America, you know, we were in gangs here. I was in gangs here in my hood where we live right now. You know, we've talked to our friend George who went to, to prison for murder. As the, you know, we, we have that experience here. You know, that story, even in the films, even in the way we've experienced it, but even the way people see it outside you know some folks from the suburbs or people who've never had gangs in their hoods or whatever even the way they see it all of that is part of the culture of the american culture with the good and the bad okay because we're looking at this all the way through good and bad you know gangs can do bad things can and do you know i don't want to go as far as say they can do good things i mean because everybody's everybody can do all folks can do good but gangs usually don't do good things. Like, they don't do foot drives and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? They're usually more about selling drugs or whatever, right? Drugs. <laughs> and not drugs specifically, but, you know, slanging, moving weight, whatever, that part. So here, for the Latino culture, right? So we've, we, we've all moved, well, not all of us. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
a lot of us have moved drugs, have been involved in these things, have talked to cartels, have, have moved heavy weight, you know, and done all kinds of stuff like that. You know, that's part of the American culture also. You know, these things that we see in the movies, these things that are portrayed in movies that are trying to represent our story, not our story like Latino story, Americans' story. The Sopranos, that's an American story. La Bamba, that's an American story. You know what I'm saying? The Color Purple, that's an American story. All of it combined together. You know, we can look uh, at these things and say, you know, this was good, this was bad. But all combined is a picture of what we are, who we are, you know? Not directly and necessarily because, look, some parts of the nation are really bad. Some parts of the, in some cities are really, you know, people are just out of control. And that doesn't, rep that's not a representation of the entirety of us, you know, but it does, that is part of the experience also, unfortunately. Sports. <laughs> you know, um, I used to be crazy about sports. Like, I, I I've, okay, so... Crazy about sports as watching the Mavericks and watching the Cowboys and making sure I go with my friends when the Cowboys run or when the Mavericks try to catch the games, those type of things. I wasn't a huge going to the games. You know, we weren't, you know, we really didn't have much money growing up or whatever. So, you know, those kind of things were out of our reach. Although, uh, I do remember one time uh, we worked for this company and, and one of the managers gave my brother two tickets to go to the Cowboys and we were right on the on the on the 50 yard line and and we were so excited because you know we had never been to a Cowboys game and it was at the old uh, Texas stadium wait yeah whatever it was called the one they knocked down and uh we were so excited that that you know because we had never been and I was like man we need to get drunk before we go in because you know Beers are expensive or whatever. So so we like chugged two 40s each. Like we bought some 40s and, and in the parking lot. Boom, 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 boom. Bro, I was drunk. By the time we went to go sit down for the game, I was drunk. At halftime, I was... Now I was passing out. <laughs> Woo! Fun. I was so drunk. And I have, we left like after halftime. I was like, bro, let's just go, nigga. Because them... We got some like malt liquor. I I don't <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but we chugged two of them each before we went in. So by the time we got to our seats, we were good. Dude. We were good. I, I I couldn't even pay attention to the game. That's that's how drunk I was. You know what I'm saying? It was great though. So that whole experience right there was just so amazing because uh, you know. The, the, the parking, you, you park, and sometimes you got to park far, and then you're going to walk all the way to the stadium. Like, all these things, you see the people, all of that, all of that is unique. It's beautiful. You know, there's different sports around the world, whatever, but we're talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about Texas Stadium, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of the Cowboys, you know, we did, uh, we had a uh, tailgate party last year, and that was great. That was my first tailgate party. Like, I had never... You know, amazing, like, oh my God, so many people having such a great time all the way around the perimeter. Like, they have this perimeter thing around the parking lot everywhere, everywhere, even across the streets. Parking lots, Walmart parking lots, all the parking lots. 
people just partying, setting up, cooking out, everything, drinking, great, beautiful. That was so amazing. Like, that was my first, and, like, we're planning one uh, coming soon, and we are actually, uh, I, I had a, um, the last one, I wasn't sure what I was going to do or whatever, but, like, this next one, you know, I'm going to take my gear, and I'm actually going to plan to do a show uh, from the, uh, from the, uh, um, tailgate party. Man, amazing. Like, oh, dude, the, 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 the Jerry World in the background, like, just amazing. Baseball, the Texas Rangers, same thing. Like, we hadn't, um, you know, I had never been to a game, you know, we're talking many years ago for the same thing, and the same manager from the same place gave us some Rangers tickets, and the exact same thing happened. <laughs> Me and my bro went, we got drunk, you know what I'm saying, I don't know who played what, great, fun, fun, all of that, all of that experience is, you know, American made baseball, like, I hear these guys talking about, you know, um, in New York, when they go to the, you know, I don't know the name of the parks, but you know, where the Yankees play or whatever, you got to take the, the subway. And he said, when you get my subway, everybody in the subway is going to the game. And like, there's this experience, he says, one of the guys that I listen to, he says, man, taking the train, he says, the whole experience, you, you go early and you get to the place and then you go get you something to eat before the game. Then the game's on and you're there for a few hours. Like, it's a whole day of, of, of this, you know. Of enjoying with your family, of enjoying other folks, and uh, being with other people in the stadium, watching your your people play, or in the parking lot, or on the train on the way to the place. You know, people fight, of course, when get when people get drunk and they fight on oh, my team, your team, whatever. That's lame. Uh, people get hurt, and that's lame. We don't accept that, and we, you know. But for the most part. Everyone is having a great time, you know, strangers, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people amongst each other right there outside of the perimeter, people walking into the game, people walking out of the game, people cooking out and partying and driving through and walking around and hanging out, everyone having a great time, everybody, you know, being friendly and talking with each other, like, no problem, you can go up to somebody and join them or invite them to come join you or hey you want a beer like nothing it's a great big family you see somebody wearing a cowboys jersey they're part of my team they're in my family they're in my tribe they're cool that shirt says a lot to me right when we're there right, right but if the other team member or whatever oh we all focus you know that guy he's not part of our you know that Family who, they're not part of our tribe. Boo, boo, or whatever, right? It can be fun. It can be fun. Without violence, it can be very, very fun. And that whole experience is the same thing. Family, tribe, city, cowboys, you know, representing, you know. Like, you just don't know how deep it goes with the Estrella. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have a prison gang here in Texas. They rock the star. That's like their trademark you know what I'm saying so when you see the star you know they're you know in that I'm not gonna say the name but you know they're in that you know what I'm saying that's the and uh, and it's it, hey 
the good and the bad, right? Okay, slavery, okay, well, prison gangs too. What? You know, as a matter of fact, <laughs> damn, we got to bring them back on. As a matter of fact, the guy who started that particular gang is a good friend of mine. He's been on the show before. Y'all can go back and look through the things. We need to bring them back. But that's part of it too. You know, because we were in the street gangs. And uh, when he went to prison, you know, he just took that experience from the street into there. But brought organization with it. Businesses. You know, so we talked about restaurants and famous you know, pop, you know, McDonald's and all that. But that experience of Ray Kroc, you know, he was a, you know, he wasn't a, he was just a regular guy, a salesman selling milkshake machines. You know what I'm saying? The, but, but his hard work and his effort took him in the right direction to get him to where he needed to go to become, you know, Mr. McDonald's, basically. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when, when you look at so, um, the environment, the, the political environment, the social environment, the business environment in a, in a nation, in a city has to be proper, has to be prime for, for people to invest, for people to be able to open up a store or a factory or a restaurant, you know. So, so another aspect of the American experience is the is the is the way we've been able to to keep our society um you know pretty decent to where we where we respect each other well enough to open up contracts with each other to hire one another to come work for each other you know so the 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 business environment in America is primed for small businesses now over 75% of all businesses in America are uh, uh, with with uh, ten um, workers or less are small businesses. The plumber, the little small plumber from down the road, you know, a lot of these cable installers, they're contractors. You know, s small lawnmower businesses, whatever, barbers, all these things. You know, that's business. That's the ability of someone who has a skill to say, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to open up my restaurant. I'm going to open up this barber shop. I'm going to try to do something with this skill that I got. I'm going to invest some money, you know. But these things, the environment has to be right for that to, to happen. Right for that to succeed. If we're all mad at each other, if we're all fighting each other, if we're angry at each other, always constantly the environment the neighborhood the community is not going to want to you know right because everything is 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 you know now business still exists in torn up places in torn up cities in torn up nations business still exists because people need to cooperate people need to eat people need to have electricity people need these things you know uh, so it, that's going to force people to cooperate with each other Right. But the more, you know, that we're able to talk to each other, the more that we're able to communicate with each other, the more that we're able to get along with each other in these different scenarios that we, we've been through a bunch of scenarios, aspects of our culture, just a bit. But it, our, our, our ability to be able to, you know, get through these things by talking to people, by thinking things through, by, by educating ourselves, by working hard, you know, that... Um, 
it's, it's, it's primed for, for us to succeed when we do put in that hard work. You know, I know plenty of small business owners. We have Chris the barber, you know, uh, uh, Sheffield Plumbing, that's my homeboy. We have our company. You know, I don't know if you ever noticed that I never mentioned. <laughs> I never mentioned our company because I don't want to, you know, this isn't a commercial for that. But our company started with one truck, one customer on the weekends by our, uh, you know, the CEO that, that started this company. One truck, one customer on the weekends. He had a regular job. He was a technical guy making technical stuff, programs and stuff. He started this company. And we're about 15 years now. It's what it is. We're about at 80 franchises across the country, you know? And we are here in the DFW. We are one of three franchises here in the DFW and, you know, I've seen the growth from from where we were before because I've been with this company for about 13 years now. So so when I when I got in, you know, it was this company was just a baby. There was no franchises across the country. There was none of that. You know, now we're not a household name yet, you know, but you know, we're we're hopefully going to get there in the next 10 years. That would be that would be great. But it all started with one person, one truck, one idea. You know, and the environment had to be proper, right? Correct. Because in other nations, banking systems, governance systems, uh, local whatever, you know, aren't proper for somebody to say, hey, let me start this idea. Let me start this company that can become, you know, something great with 100 franchises, with 200 franchises where, where, where you know, maybe there's millions and millions of, of dollars being coming through this company year after year. You know, not every country, not every uh, nation has the, you know, uh, the proper setup for for success of the people. Yet here in America, there is a a good setup but because of who we are amongst each other when we stop treating each other with love when we stop looking out for each other when we start hating each other all of this stuff can go away you know your ability to walk into any store and just simply purchase something that you need food you know gas whatever all these things can go away but it's up to us to maintain it because I'm an American Right. I've I've let go of my connections to the past. I'm not a Mexican citizen. Those properties and stuff. Yes, they belong to our family, but there's no hope in us ever getting that back. There's no hope for us ever uh, uh, enjoying that property or that stuff. Why? Because of the way the culture is over there with the cartels and all of that stuff. It's very hard from where we're from. Uh, to, to even say, well, one day we're going to go and sell the house or one day we're going to go and stay the weekend. There's none of that. So we have cut ties, basically, with the past. We are now Americans. My mom is an American citizen. My dad is an American citizen. He was so excited when he took his test. He was practicing all of it. He was so excited when he became an American citizen. All of those things, all of these experiences from what we eat to how we treat each other to our ability to work, to open a business, our ability to communicate with each other, our ability to 
defend ourselves, our ability to speak to our representatives, my my ability to go to a city hall meeting and, and voice my concerns. My, you know, going to a football game, going to a high school football game, that's huge in Texas, Friday Night Lights, you know, soccer, people love soccer, there's a lot of that stuff, you know, all of it, all of it, all of it, from what happens in the hoods to what happens in the, you know, in the uppity neighborhoods, you know, whatever, the rich people, the poor people, New York, California, the South, Texas, Chicago, all of that experience, whether good or bad, all of it is American. And we can, we can say, okay, that is who we are. That is who we are. Now, I want to be the best person that I can be to, you know, to my neighbors, to my family, to strangers, because I choose to be. I got rid of the anger, you know, and all of that stuff that I used to rile in back in the day. I was mad. I was angry. I was an addict. All these things. I got rid of that because there was nothing good in that. I decided I wanted to be a better citizen. I wanted to educate myself. So I started reading books. I started reading philosophy. I started, you know, learning about scriptures, gotten into history. This desire for me to better myself took me in the path that brought me to Plato, that brought me to history books, that brought me to the scriptures, that brought me to philosophy, that brought me to wanting to do this show, that brought me to wanting to do this podcast, that brought me to coming here to you often and speaking of ideas and things about, you know, the way we live and about the way we probably should live and about our past and about stories that I've experienced, stories that my family has experienced, you know, in the drugs and in the gangs and myself, you know, because I was an addict and all of these things. I bring all of those stories to you because that experience that was my experience is also your experience. You know, I bring that experience. I, I, you know, everything that I talk about, you know, whether my, you know, the experiences in, in, in the drugs, in the drug gang, or my experiences being an addict, you know, all these stories about when the SWAT team kicked my door in, all of these things, all of these experiences are my experiences, but they are also our experiences. Because maybe you have experienced something, you know, in the family, something in the past that was similar, and we can all associate, like, dang, I remember something like that happened. You know, and we can, kind of, you know, the more the more we can see that our experiences are similar, no matter our color, no matter our backgrounds, no matter where we came from, all of our experiences are similar. The sooner and and and, and the the more that we can see that part of it, the easier it would be for us to have uh, um, compassion on each other. You know. When I see an addict on the street, I don't say, ah, look at that crackhead. And, you know, people share pictures of addicts and stuff. Like, look, like if it's something funny. There's nothing funny about that. You sharing that picture of the addict on the street because of whatever. It looks like they're dancing or whatever the heck, you know. You sharing that picture says more about you than the poor addict who's suffering. You know. So, all of those experiences, we need to be able to... Take them in and say, you know, because compassionately, 
All of it. All of it. I was in gangs. We shot at each other. All kinds of stuff, right? That's part of the story. That's part of the experience. Forgiveness also is part of the story because our family, our American family, has done bad things to each other throughout time. We've hurt each other many times. Each other. Whether it's governments, cops, whatever. We hurt each other. We have hurt each other in the past. But we are getting to a point where we are realizing that, you know what, we can't hurt each other anymore because this is our family. And if we are to, uh, you know, to survive, to prosper, to keep on, we need to figure out. We need to figure it out. We need to figure out our problems. We need to communicate our problems. We need to figure out some answers to what's going on in our family because we are a family. And just like, uh, you know, even though we don't get along with each other sometimes, I will defend you. Even if you don't think the way I do, even if you don't, you know, worship the way I do, whatever, I will defend you with my life. I will put my life on the line for you, for your family, for your children. Because you are my brother. You are my sister. We are a family. This is the American family. And we need to stop fighting with each other. We need to unite because united we are strong. One stick breaks easily. But if you get a bunch of sticks together, they won't break. United we stand. Those things mean something. Let's, let's work hard. On being a family. Let's work a little bit harder. On being. A non-dysfunctional family. That loves each other. That helps each other. Alright. Alright. Alright guys. Well. I. Uh, woo, that was. Pretty good. I. I am glad. <laughs> I think we got through that. You know. I want to apologize. Uh, you know. It, it's been four weeks. Or whatever. Since the last time we talked. And I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to try not to let that happen anymore. But it's okay because if you follow us on Facebook, if you follow us, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you haven't missed a thing. So, so I want to ask you right now, <laughs> if you liked what you heard and you enjoyed what you heard, please hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. But also go over to our YouTube page and subscribe to us there. Follow us on Facebook because... You know, we do a lot of stuff. It's not just here on the audio side. So, let's do that. I uh, want to thank you guys for spending time with us, for coming in and checking in on us. I hope you enjoyed what we talked about today because we are a family and uh, we need to start acting like one. You know? I love you guys. And I love you like a family. So, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did, please tell your friends. If you really enjoyed it, please hit the uh, give us a, a five-star rating. That helps us. Um... Also, if you see our clips on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button uh, and, uh, you know, the little star button so you can get, uh, you can know when all of our new videos come out. Because I've been very busy on the video side, so I, I, I would ask you to please go over there and follow us on that side too. Uh, all right. Uh, 
I will come back and be and we will be speaking soon again. So in the meantime, I want you to please take care of yourself. Please stay healthy. Please stay on the same path that you are on. You are on the right path. If you are here and you are listening and you enjoy these these conversations, you are on the right path. Stay on there. I I you know, I I thank you for for being here and I congratulate you also. Esther, so in the meantime, I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay healthy. Uh, follow us on our other platforms so you will stay well connected to us. Reach out to us, please, if you have questions or whatever. Please reach out to us. Uh, that's it. Take care of yourself. Uh, keep at it. All right, guys? I love you. Stay safe. Peace out, folks. This is Thesis.